0: show you the world. Just take a look through my You gotta a little that Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into La La Land on today's review episode. I literally just got home having just gone and seen the film. It is fresh in my mind, and I think it's a film that definitely deserves to be talked about this year. It has been a huge awards contender, frequently considered the frontrunner to win Best Picture at the Oscars, uh, and is one of the most talked about films from Damien Chazelle, who directed Whiplash a couple of years ago that also went on to receive quite a lot of acclaim and many, many Oscars and nominations for other awards as well. It is a musical. It stars Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling featuring J.K. Simmons and Rosemary DeWitt. And uh, it's pretty much it, really. Uh, John Legend, I guess, counts as well, and it is. Well, let me see. It's a musical. It is reminiscent of classic old Hollywood, and the opening scene, the opening scene slash number, was fantastic for me. Uh, the song is Another Day of the S- of Sun, Another Day of Sun. Uh, it's performed, I won't go into it in any, any more detail than that, because I, I loved this, this scene. I thought it was fantastic, and it really did a great job of kind of putting you in the mindset that the film wants you to be in when you're watching this movie. And... I think that after this scene, the film doesn't quite live up to that image. I think that it serves to only... Just... It doesn't... I, I, I don't know, I... So, everyone says, you know, looking at some of the reviews for this film, uh, you know, people have raved about it, you know. Quote, if you hate happiness, music, romance, crying, laughter, or jazz, this film is not for you. You know, cinema has officially been reborn. Uh, It's a... 2016 has been a hell of a year in film. La La Land is the sweet, sweet cherry on top. Uh, That's like you know um, uh, never in my life have I seen such a film ooze such a genuine passion for its own existence. And I can't I don't feel that way. I just I don't feel that way about this movie. I liked it. I did. It's a good movie. Damien Giselle does great work. Um you know, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are really good in their roles and don't but but and, and a lot of the music I, I really enjoy, you know. Uh you know, I like I said, Another day of sun is great. Uh, Someone in the crowd, which is the second number, was fine. It doesn't really stick stick out too much for me. You've got uh, City of Stars, which is which is nice. The the recurring uh, melody I I really did like. Um, there's and then of course audition the Emma Stone solo audition is great and up until that point i i felt like all of the things she sung were very breathy and so there wasn't enough f- fullness to her voice which really bothered me because it it didn't it felt like she was trying to mask the fact that she couldn't sing and then she does all the audition song and it's and it's beautiful it's it, i really like it it's a great song and Uh, the other there's also start a fire uh, by John Legend from the movie which is kind of played to be uh, sort of inauthentic in a way and not true jazz Uh, you know Ryan Gosling's character is is kind of fixated on jazz and the art form behind it and its or its origin and continuing that pattern and and being authentic and real and this song is an is kind of the embodiment of everything that that isn't but i i i don't know i really like that song i um and and then probably the best my favorite scene of the movie uh, as far as musical, uh, no, I mean all scenes inclusive. I think my favorite was a a lovely night, which is a duet from Stone and Gosling, and and those are really the big numbers from the from the movie, and they're all, you know, I like most of them, and even the ones that I don't, and and I think that a lot of them are great, and even the ones that aren't great, I still like. So like there wasn't any issues. I, uh, the biggest problems are for me that it feels like a very well-tread story and it is a well-tread story you've got two characters aspiring to be to to follow their dreams essentially and they meet and their lives become intertwined and then things happen, and you know, things get rough, things get better, things get worse, and then finale, and you find out, you know, do they end up together, do they not end up together, how do they end up together, why do they end up together, can they stay together, do they fall apart, etc, 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 and insofar as that goes, I think Chiselle does a great job of not making this feel like every other story like that, that we've seen before, but I don't think he ever fully removes himself from the banal of it all. Which I think he did completely in Whiplash. You know, we've seen movie. There have been plenty of movies with aspiring musicians that suffer for their craft. And yet Whiplash felt so unlike all of them. It was brilliant. I've... Revisited the finale of Whiplash many, many times. Uh, you know, as recently as I don't know, probably, probably within the last month, I'd say, give or take, a few days. And for a movie that doesn't really have, you know, a musical is different in that it's very easy to want to revisit songs from a movie, but it's not as easy to want to revisit scenes. And so I I do think that I'll, you know, I intend to like listen to the soundtrack and kind of get a taste for the songs on their own and see how I feel about them that way and see, you know, just because I I like the music from musicals and I just I just felt like that I felt like it was a little too safe, um, and there's definitely. A sense it just it didn't feel as innovative, and so for me, you know, now I'm wondering, you know, if this is really going to win Best Picture, which I, I, you know, I, despite the resurgence of Min, uh, Manchester by the Sea, I still feel very feel as though La La Land is probably going to win Best Picture. Still, it also it just seems like. It feels a lot more to me like the artist than I wanted it to feel like. You know, The Artist. The Artist won Best Picture. You know, what 4 years ago, 5 in 20 it won Best Picture for 2011. And I don't like The Artist. I don't like that movie. It's interesting and I think the concept is fine, but I didn't like it. And I wanted this movie to feel more like whiplash and to feel more like just a an emotional journey and a path toward discovery and understanding and realization. And I don't I I get the barest fringe of that feeling watching it. So I I think it's a good movie. I think a lot of people are going to like it. I like it. I think it falls short of the uh, weight of expectation that the film has. Uh, You know, it's got a 4.4 on on Letterboxd. It's got an 8.9 on IMDb. Uh, which I think is insanely high. I think it's far too high for this movie. You know, I'm not sure where... I don't, I, don't, I haven't figured out my rating for it yet. Hopefully I'm, I'll think of that by uh, the end of this, <laughs> this episode. But, uh, you know, I just... It's frustrating that this movie so um, it's 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 so iconic apparently you know everyone is raving about it and it feels bad to dissent this much but I I guess that's how it's going to be you know I I I like that... I like how the film presents this sort of alternate romantic reality in which people can just kind of be their happiest selves. And you see a lot of that, particularly from Stone and Gosling, and that doesn't... I don't know how can I say this. It doesn't fully. I guess. I guess it feels as though the film should transition that emotion and that feeling from from sort of an, a romantic reality into the actual reality of the movie, if that makes any sense. You know, you've got these moments that are encapsulated in song, which, you know, aren't actually literally what's happening, necessarily, but are the romantic reality of what's happening, and at times that transitions into the real things that are going on, but a lot of it isn't, and it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, but you know the the first act of the film I loved, uh, you know from the opening number to the, the con- con- constant bumping into of Gosling and Stone's characters, uh, Sebastian and Mia. You know I liked their interactions. Oh uh, the party where <laughs> the party with um, take on me and and I ran and like Gosling, part of that band, I love that scene, I thought that was great and then their walk after the party, and then their duet all that was so fantastic, and then as soon as we shift into the second act, I felt so bored I was just, it drags so much and it was really frustrating you know, you get and it's strange because like that's the part of the movie that's supposed to be happy and and it it has this underlying sinking feeling to it which I I, I get and if that's intentional it's it's a very good commentary on the plot and how the plot develops in that way but I, I do feel as though it's still... It needed, it needed something to, to kind of pick it up and make it more interesting. You know, you, you're introduced to the John Legend character who's an old friend of Gosling's, and all of a sudden, you know, the, Gosling and Stone aren't really... They're happy, but they're not happy, and they struggle with their own personal emotions and desires and wants and needs and similarly the film struggles with its own wants and needs and desires and then and then we hit the third act um, you know which is kind of sparked by this sort of climactic moment between Stone and Gosling and and I'm back in again, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got a great, you know, you've got Emma Stone's uh, audition song, I think that's fantastic, and, you know, I think the ending is good, I like the ending, I'd heard that it was just as potent as the ending of Whiplash, I wholeheartedly disagree, I think it pales in comparison, which is no slight against this movie because the ending of Whiplash is phenomenal, one of the best I've seen. And this is a good ending, but it's no Whiplash, and I just found it to be very introspective and hypothetical without really figuring out what it felt like it was overshowing in a way. You know, it it poses this question. The film poses this question with this longing glance between Stone and Gosling, and then tries to answer that question, and I think it, it does, but it answer, it answer, it's like it's like if you answer someone ask someone a, a a simple question and their response is like an essay. You know, if I ask you, did you eat lunch, and you, when, when you should just say yes or no, you actually tell me, you know, the origin of the word lunch and how it came to be and why it's called what it is and what happened to you in order to, whether or not you did have the lunch, you know, you just go into so much more detail than you need to. And while I think, and for the purposes of the film anyway, a simple yes or no wouldn't have sufficed. The the lengths that they went to were far exaggerated, way too much, way too big, way too over the top. So it's it's strange. You no, know, I'm I'm really disappointed, partly because I I really wanted this film to be incredible. And from I don't know, like 20 minutes into the movie, I sincerely thought like this could really be one of the, one of if not the best film I see this year from this year and then 20 minutes after that I was like oh man this isn't going to be this can't it's there's not it's not good enough it's it's just not and you know here I am I'm I'm looking looking at my top films from this year and it just doesn't compare to a lot of them in my opinion uh, you know, I think Moonlight is a better film. I think Thirteenth is a better film. Captain Fantastic is better. Uh, you know, like I'm far down the list already. We're out of the top twenty. You know, if we're looking at if if we're looking at number twenty overall for me right now, it's The Innocence, which is a foreign film, and it's been three three almost four months since I saw it. I uh, saw it in theaters. Near, right here. The same theater I went and saw La La Land in. And. I think that it. I think this. I think La La Land falls right around. That point. You know. That we're looking at like a low 80s score. And. Again. Like going back to. Um, the best picture potential. You know. I I frequently. You know, I, I dis- I've disagreed with the best picture, and all the way going back to, um, I think I've said this before, Silence of the Lambs, is currently the most recent best picture winner that I agree with. You know, every other year I, I feel they get it wrong, and <clears throat> frequently they get it wrong within the nominations, but more than more often than not, my favorite film of the year isn't even nominated for best picture. But, you know, that's the Academy and how they do things. Um, You know, you'd have to go back again to Annie Hall in 77 to see me agree with them for the second time. Then 73 and 72 with The Sting and The Godfather. It's, it's, It's not often. It does not happen a lot. Bridge on the River Kwai, on the waterfront. Gentleman's Agreement... The Lost Weekend... Uh, Casablanca sort of... Since the film technically... Came out in '42, But won the f- Oscar for the... F- 1943... So that one's kind of iffy... And... Uh, you know, so like... It happened one night... So like, less than 10 times... Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front... Less than 10 times... I've agreed... And, uh, that's crazy, (laughs) you know? It's just really, it's going to disappoint me. Not as much as Spotlight disappointed me last year, but it'll probably disappoint me if it wins. Um, Another thing, you know, a lot of people think that this is Emma Stone's year to lose. Uh, Year, or, well, Emma, her, her... The best actress race is Emma Stone's to lose. I think she was good in the movie. Her solo song is great. Her she has a lot of really good performances. Her her facial expressions I, I noticed were really on point and and made me really intrigued. Uh, especially the kind of cl- the climactic scene I alluded to between her and Gosling. I thought she did a great job in that. And so, you know, I definitely think she deserves the nomination I do think that she's not the best performance By a female actor this year You know, I think that I think that Natalie Portman was better in Jackie Um I think that You know, I, I think that Mary Elizabeth Winstead was better in 10 Cloverfield Lane Um so, you know, I do think, I think Amy Adams was better in a rival, you know, so I do find all these people just to be not quite. That's just. I'm going to have an episode at some point about just my frustration with the Academy Awards and the way they do things. But that'll be probably sometime between the. Announcement of the nominations and the ceremony itself. Uh, anyway, back to La La Land. Yeah, let's get into spoilers. Any path, so many worth exploring. Just one would be so boring. And look what you're ignoring. So they don't end up together. And I hated that actually. I (laughs) I was really bothered by that. You know, I, I appreciate the realisticness of it. I think that that's fine. I think that that makes sense. You know, you can't always, you don't end up with the person you're supposed to end up with all the time. And to pursue your dreams, you generally do have to sacrifice things along the way, and for those, for Gosling and Stone, they had to sacrifice their relationship, which is never something you know is going to be the right decision, and the film definitely takes them to task for it, that ending montage of Gosling and Stone, and their life that they could have had together is a little heartbreaking, a little, for sure it definitely makes you wonder whether or not they should uh, should uh, should have stayed together you know, is their life together worth the sacrifice of their dreams Is there, are their dreams worth the sacrifice of their lives together, you know uh, who Who can say, you know, that's what makes living so interesting. It's because there's no right answer. There are a lot of wrong ones, but there's no one right answer. And people that find a path in life that's not only personally satisfying, but also satisfies them, in, in 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 their family life, in their social life, in their personal life, in their physical life, in their occupational life, a, a life that satisfies you in all facets is so so hard to find. And for those that have found that, you know, I applaud them because that's incredible and envious. I am I'm, I'm incredibly envious of that but and so you know while i liked you know i liked that since they went with the decision to not let them end up together and ultimately showed that they could have had a life together that would have been happy and enjoyable i like i said i do think that they harp on it too long that montage is great but i think it is far too extended. I would have liked it shorter and more condensed. I think it's very frayed and loose and doesn't really... Um, it doesn't really focus enough on the two of them. It's so difficult to talk about this. I haven't really had, to, had the time to think it through enough. Um, you know, I wanted to listened to some other reviews of the film before I really gave mine, and I started to, but then I stopped because, you know, I, I, I felt like I would probably end up just reiterating a lot of the same points, and I wanted this to feel fresher. So, you know, this is... This is a really good movie. It is. But... It is still unsatisfying for me. Particularly the second act. Uh, you know, Gosling and Stone are really happy together. And then all of a sudden there's this rip between them as he joins John Legend's band. And she's trying to do this one-act play or one-woman show. Which I don't understand why... Well, like, she, she seemed to be really into that, right? So and she's getting all that she needs out of this relationship. She has a boyfriend that loves her, that she loves. She has... She's working on a play that she's going to be the only character and star in, and she seems to be really into that. And... You know, I... Other than... You know, the, the issues there are that Gosling's away a lot, now that he's part of this band. You know, he's on tour, he's recording, he's busy. And so I get that, but I... I guess I guess I guess really the heart of it is that I don't think that anything ever felt lived in. You know, we're we know that there are these issues and these problems that are happening and these rifts and cracks forming between these characters and in their relationships, but we're never truly uh privy to the sort of details, if that makes sense. You know, I think that. The climactic dinner scene where they're yelling at each other and arguing, and you know, he he ends up saying that he thinks that she liked him better when he wasn't so successful because then it made her feel less, uh, it made her feel less, or, or it made her feel more significant. And You know, they're they're kind of just nipping at each other and and scratching at each other with their words. But we don't... I, I didn't feel as though we got enough... We weren't shown that enough in the movie. We weren't shown enough of the reactions and small moments that generally populate these types of relationships and the ones that they're harping on and the ones that they're focusing on. I think... I definitely feel as though those details were lacking you know it's I I don't need to be convinced that they're having problems I can see that they're having problems I know that they're having problems because I understand the characters I know what the characters want and I can see that what they want and what they're getting are not the same so I'm there with you and so I get it from their individual standpoint, but I did not get it enough uh, from each other, you know. You've got the concert with the start of fire song that Emma Stone's character attends and the opening like 20 seconds she's like into it, she likes it, she appreciates it, she thinks that Gosling is happy, she likes what's happening and then all of a sudden it blows up and it gets very poppy sounding and you can see on her face that she's kind of stunned that he would do something like this, and that he even seems happy doing it, which is also strange. Like, I don't know why he he looked like he was really enjoying performing, uh, which felt off, you know. I don't think he needed to be, like, depressed while he was up there, but you could have seen a little more of a flicker, and so... You know, you can see on her face that she feel she recognizes that he's not doing everything he should be doing and needs to be doing to follow his dream. But I never felt like the reverse was true. I don't think he realizes, or ever understood that she wasn't succeeding. You know, you never get that sense. Uh, you know, he feels kind of it feels like he's blinded by the fact that he's so involved in this band. He's so involved uh, in his following. And are trying to earn enough money to follow his dream, which he's ultimately not even really doing at that moment. I I do think. No, I actually I I feel like actually that a second viewing would drop the rating of this movie for me. I I feel like it would feel less enjoyable watching it again. Uh, you know I don't often feel that, and and that's not a good feeling to have. I. You know I don't feel as though I missed anything I don't think there's hidden moments hidden enjoyments hidden beats and character moments that I missed I think that I got a lot and almost almost if not all of what I was supposed to get out of this movie and that's kind of frustrating you know because I'm looking you know, looking at the top 10, my top 10, I feel like watching any of them a second time would probably improve upon the understanding I have of these films. You know, Zootopia, Moana, Swiss Army Man, Arrival, The Handmaiden, Manchester by the Sea, Kubo and the Two Strings, Don't Think Twice, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Sing Street. That's my top 10, not in that order. And all of them do what they're doing better than La La Land does what it's doing, and that's really what's at stake here. That's the issue. It's not that it's bad. It's it's not that it's unenjoyable because it's neither of those things. It's a very it's good and it is enjoyable, but it doesn't fully succeed. In what I think it's trying to succeed at. You know. At times it feels like a very. Raucous. Classical Hollywood musical. Uh, at other times it's kind of a dark romantic film. At other times. It become You know. It's, it has like a bit of blue valentine in it. And then like it has some singing in the rain. And. While I feel like those two things. Could be combined really well. And made into a great film that's not what I saw I didn't see the combination of those two things I saw the the uh, sort of back and forth of those two things it wasn't as though they were integrated together it's as if they were presented side by side I feel like I'm coming off really negative on this film and maybe I am but it's still a good film I still recommend it I still think people should go watch it because it's fun and You know, I love musicals, and I think this is a good musical, and I'm glad that it came out. And if it does well at the Oscars, it does well at the Oscars. And, you know, that is what it is. But there are a lot of films that I think exceeded what they were trying to do, and this is not one of them. And so that's my review for La La Land. Yeah. There's likely not going to be a statistics episode for La La Land. There's a very, very small cast. You know, I named everybody already. There's like four people in it. Five, I guess, if you count John Legend. And so... I think... Yeah, I don't don't think there'll be a statistics episode. There will be... There will be a statistics episode coming out for Jackie... Uh, there was going to be a review episode, but I'll probably, I don't have a lot to say about Jackie, so I'll probably just keep it short and sweet and tack it on to the front of the statistics episode. So, again, that's La La Land. Uh, like I said, I'm looking currently looking at the low 80s as a rating, um, but that's subject to change, and uh, it's going to be in that vicinity, you know. Some of the films in that area, you've got Miss Sloane, The Neon Demon, Hell or High Water, Hacksaw Ridge, Captain America: Civil War, Sausage Party, Everybody Wants Some, Deadpool, uh, The Nice Guys, something in that area, and so that's not that's good company. That's good company. So, if you want to find me or my podcast or contact me. All of that information can be found on the website, circlefilm.com, or email me at circlefilm at gmail.com. I'm Ryan. This has been my review of La La Land, and as always, have a week. So long farewell, I'll be the same tonight. Come on, baby, while we paint the town. And all the jail So long. đi đúng